0: chic happens y'all but we got this natalie riddell commander in chic flying solo in greenville south carolina um i am recording at our airbnb and i'm just doing a probably abbreviated um update just with the move this week has been crazy and y'all have been patient (laughs) <laughs> about not my not getting out our Thursday episode. Um, and so I just kind of wanted to update everybody. Um, truthfully, as much as I knew this move would be hard the last two days, three days, maybe four days, but, um, it's been harder than I thought it would be. And I knew it would be hard. (laughs) Um, I think it, um, just the layers of, you know, leaving my best friend and leaving my family and, um, a lot of people that I care a whole lot about in Virginia and it feels, um, the whole thing feels a bit like a leap of faith. Um, And it's scary to leave your kind of safe, comfortable, familiar home to come somewhere new, even though I feel have felt excited about the move. There is still some, you know, scary parts about the change. And um, since this move is sort of we needed to get a better living situation for John, but really um, we're moving to Greenville for my work. And so, and family, but more like more for me than anything. And so it makes me feel some responsibility about it kind of being good for everybody. Cause then it's like, if it, if it weren't good for everybody, I would feel like it's my fault, which I, that's probably a little bit crazy, but, um, since this was sort of, my my thing to get moved down here. I just want everybody to be happy with it. Um it is so nice and somewhat surreal to be in the same town with all four of my sister cousins whom I love and have missed my whole life when I'm not with them. And my Aunt Pam and Uncle Steve, even though it's been nuts since I've gotten here. And Koi, Koi, who I would be all up in my business. And will be when she gets into gets back. Is at um, the family lake house right now because they've sold their house and are in the process of building the new one, so they're staying there. So she's not in town, so I haven't gotten to see Koi, but I've already gotten to see Emily. I've seen Jennifer a couple times. I've seen Janie Pale. um, and it's just it's the best feeling in the world. I've I've always my whole life just felt like, um. Oh, we're having so much fun, but we're going to have to say goodbye at the end of the week kind of thing with them. So it's just so weird to be like, okay, well, don't worry if I don't see you today. Cause I could see you tomorrow, the next day, and the next day, the next day. So that part's really fun. Um, and I think just having their support is amazing. Let me think. Um, I, I, don't i don't understand exactly this feeling that i'm having of um i feel like my mind my heart and my body have been run through a washing machine on like the high high heavy heavy soil cycle <laughs> and beat up i mean i just it's like this physical mental and emotional beat upness um I mean I kind of feel like I'm limping around <laughs> like it's it's just crazy and I mean like all three part all those parts of me are limping from the inside out I'm limping around now I mean you you limp around but you get better and so we I will but it's just I think it's just been a lot of very heavy, Things and um, having to sort of make some of these decisions up in heart. And um, one thing, y'all know how I I like the black and white things. (laughs) I don't like the gray area. I want it to be clean. I want to be, I want to understand it. I don't want it to be, you know, middle of the road and not clear. Like I can deal with it. Just tell me what it is. But not knowing what it is is far worse than probably the least, the worst possible case scenario. I would almost prefer that over the not knowing thing. Um, Because I feel like I can face head on whatever it is if I know what it is. When I don't know what it is, I don't even know what to do with myself. I can't be strong against something that I don't understand. Um, so one thing that has been a real challenge for me with Parkinson's disease, and I've talked about it a lot with John's decline is just, um, like kind of, you know, we'll recalibrate and sort of get to like a place where I'm like, okay, here's where we are. And about the time I start to feel like, okay, we've kind of settled in. I've gotten this figured out. I'll have another decline. And it's like, wait, but I just, wait, 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 (laughs) hold, please. I just got settled and started to wrap my mind around and kind of even lean into whatever our reality was. And it's changed again. Like seriously. So that part has been very challenging for me. Um, and again, like I've said before, because every, the the Parkinson's disease in particular is so unique to each patient. It's not like they can, they will ever give me any kind of idea of like, well, here's what maybe you can expect. At least they, I haven't been able to get that kind of information. The closest thing I've gotten has been just research I've done online, but you know, me and my Google doctorate, but even that it's, um, not, not ambiguous. I mean, it's just, I don't want to say vague, but it's, it's just still not as I I want to know what the heck is going to happen. That's what (laughs) I need somebody to map it out so that I can prepare myself. Um, but he has, John has had another significant decline. Um, and I mean, if y'all, y'all know, if you've been following along, what tends to happen I have gotten better dealing with it because I, I understand that that's what it is now. But, you know, we will kind of level off and he will have like a significant drop, but then it will kind of um, level out for a little bit before it we have another significant drop. But I would say we've definitely had another significant drop. um, And I feel like his decline is physical, but it's also mental. All, um, and I think his speech is not doing as well. And and I would say the thing that is the worst is, um, his inability to move his legs now, um, which of course affects balance and things like that. But his fatigue is just, it's it's so. I mean, he he. He used to get up at like four and would stay up till like midnight and did all the things and did all the things incredibly well. And now at like literally at five 30, he's like, I'm going to try and stay up till six tonight. And that's after resting a lot of the day, you know, so, so I know that must be so frustrating for him. Um, but anyway, so, mainly it is definitely time to get us in a better situation for him. Um, I think he, he really likes the new house and, um, I think is, I can tell he's happy about having, not having to do the stairs anymore. Um, you know, when today, yesterday and today have been particularly hard in dealing with his bedroom because, um, we had a king size bed forever. Um, then it, y'all probably remember about maybe six months ago he got we got like the two it's like two twins hooked together, but they both can go up and down and vibrate. I mean, I, it's a lot. I don't like it. I, mean, I have. I don't use it. I've just. I just kind of. I think maybe i just feel intimidated about the whole thing. I don't know. Um, but he loves the heck out of it and it helps him get out of bed. It raises and lowers and he can change his positions in the bed. So he's been, it's been really good, but he also got it after I had moved into the guest room and I moved into the guest room about a year ago. Um, cause one thing with Parkinson's disease is, um, like he has, he used to never have dreams or nightmares. And now he has these crazy vivid dreams. And sometimes he's laughing. I mean, sometimes I, I feel like it's like when I used to see him, you know, in like powerhouse meetings and talking with the guy and laughing and all the things. Sometimes it's that, but a lot of times it's more like he's cry, he cries out and he has really vivid dreams of like, Get, he'll be in fights and stuff. I mean, I don't, I don't. I'm not. I don't know, but I'm lying there wide awake listening to him. Um, and he, you know, he was a cop in Miami for like ten years, and during like Miami Vice times in one of his nine lives. And so sometimes it almost sounds like he's in like a, uh, in conflict with somebody that he's trying to chase down. I mean, it's crazy. And he has had dreams of like. Like he'll, he'll say, you know, somebody's trying to stab, the guy is stabbing my leg and stuff like that. Terrified. I'm like, honey, there's nobody here. And he's like, no, no, he's stabbing my leg. He's right there. So it's pretty upsetting for him. He doesn't remember them. That's the crazy thing. I'm glad because they seem, he seems so awake when he has the dreams, but then in the morning, He's fine. And meanwhile, I look like I've been on a four day drinking binge because I can't sleep anymore. Because, um, it's it's so startling to wake up. I mean, he he really. It's like he is in these real situations in his mind, and he's verbal about it, and it scares the ever living heck out of me. And the other thing that happens with Parkinson's is, um, like they'll they're you know, a lot of it's this muscle degenerative stuff. And so he jerks a lot and will kick and punch. And he's hit me in the face a couple of times, not meaning to. And John is like a big guy and he is so strong. And after the second time he hit me in the face, I was like, I just can't do it anymore. And I've, I know, um, I know that, that, I mean, that is often a thing in Parkinson's disease where the spouse ends up not, sleep in there, but it was hard. That was a hard move. And, um, by the time I did do it, I was so tired from not sleeping. And I would like, I mean, we know the more we learn about the value of sleep, the more terrified I am when I don't get a good night's sleep, because everything hinges on getting enough sleep. Um, And for me, it's like you and mental and emotional health stuff. Like I just, my coping, my ability to cope with anything is diminished if I'm tired. Um, And then I'll talk myself out of going to exercise and y'all know, y'all see me do (laughs) fall in the trap all the time. Um, So getting a good night's sleep is no joke. And it was just getting to the point where I was like exhausted. Um, And so really as much as it was really hard to move out of our room. Um, at the same time I needed sleep and it was such a relief to get like a a full night sleep again. Um, but he does not, he wants me to stay in the bedroom. Um, and I do sometimes I do try and like I'll lie down and he'll fall asleep. We'll watch TV and he'll fall asleep. And then I go sleep in the other room and I'll do that a fair amount. Um, But so the thing is, is in moving, in my mind, like I I needed to find a house where I had a bedroom. Um, And this house has, and he needed a bedroom that's downstairs. So this house has that, a master bedroom and bath downstairs and then a room that would work great her bedroom for me upstairs. Um, and yesterday, so in trying to set up his room, he has this, these two walkers, these big, they're big. Um, and he has all the walking sticks. And so having space to move around is essential. And if step, when, you know, his, one of the most high risk things is like his balance and falling. And so having clear paths for him is important. So in my mind, I kind of thought, you know, I'm going to try and set up the king size bed. I want to set up the king size bed, but really I think that room is going to be crowded for all the stuff he wants in there. Um, so after trying to do it, I'm like, I mean, if y'all watch my stories, it wasn't going to work. I mean, he was just going to be too crowded um, the way he had said he wanted it set up. And I wanted to honor that because, I, I mean, it is his room. Um, so that didn't work. So I was finally like, you know what, what, what works for him at home now is he has a lift chair in our master bedroom. I'm talking about in Virginia. Um, and he either, you know, he kind of just stays upstairs and I take food upstairs and he either is in the lift chair or on the bed. Um, and both of those things face the wall of the TV. So I, I was trying to make that work and I just couldn't do it with, um, the king size bed and the lift chair. So I took one of them out knowing I'm not going to sleep in there because then all of a sudden he had so much more room for moving around. Um, But that's a hard, like I, I knew that he would not like that, but he did not like that more than I even realized he would not like that. Um, And I mean, he even said, he said last night that you don't have your separate room. We have a master bedroom downstairs and we have a guest room and you can sleep up there sometimes if you want, but that's not your room your room is downstairs. So, and I understand what he means, you know, I mean, I do. Um, but also the point of the move was to make things easier on both of us and to make things safer for him. Um, and we need it to work, you know? So, Yesterday when I had done the twin bed and I told him on the phone, he seemed like he was okay with it. He just didn't really say much. And, um, but when I got home last night, he, he was like, I, I want to go over in the morning and see, cause I don't think I'm going to like what you did in the bedroom. So we fixed it and he's, I think he's happy. He seems really happy with it now. We did get the king size bed in there. Um, So anyway, okay, I'm sorry that I'm rambling, but that we did need to kind of go over that. And, um, this morning we probably had like one of the more, more stressful, I hate to say confrontation, but I was, it was, I was upset and he was upset. Um, I think I'm just, it's just, I just feel frustrated by it. Also, I'm just worn out and, um, so I, we, I showed him the twin bed and he was like, I want to put the other bed in here. So I had had the mover guys take it back out into the garage and it's no small thing to move it, but he can't do it. So I was trying to do it and he was trying to help. And it was like, just, I worry about him falling and get, he was in, in the way of where I was trying to move. And then his walker was in the way where I was trying to move. Scarlett was in the way. I'm like, honey, please just go in the family room and let me set it up. And then you can come back in here. I know what you want me to do. I don't want you to get hurt. And I just need everybody out of the way so I can freaking move the bed. Um, but I really set it in a sharp tone, like more than, I usually (laughs) do a better job. Even if I feel that frustrated, I usually don't make, I usually don't sound that frustrated. And I even like heard myself and was like, damn girl. <laughs> I, mean, I was really frustrated. Um And I think tired and overwhelmed and all the things. And I, and I, I immediately could tell that I really hurt his feelings. And he said, and this, I've been playing in my head ever since is he's, I said, I can't, sit I cannot stand to watch you you're trying to help and you're going to get hurt it's and it's it makes it harder to do anything because I'm so I'm worried you're going to get hurt and he said but now do you forget I feel the same way about you and I mean I I understand that you know that's I mean he used to be the one that took care of me you know I mean not I mean I take care of me too but You know, our our roles are different now and he's, you know, I don't see myself the way he used to see me anymore. I don't feel that way, but I guess he's still, you know, I feel like a nurse and a caretaker. I don't feel like his wife anymore. So you know, he's like, you're still my wife, and I can. I know you're tired. I know this is too much, and I want to help, and I can just have to stand here and watch you move a freaking bed by yourself. And so it was probably – it was like a good reminder um, of how he's feeling too and how it's – how hard that must be. So I'm trying – so this is just all just – A lot but the but the good the the good thing (laughs) I'm trying to remember what the good thing is is there a good thing y'all I don't know there's a good thing the good thing is this is a hard situation it is only going to get harder um there's no real easy way to do this and um this particular, these few days of getting us moved, of course it brings everything to a head and it's like worse. But once we get moved, it's not like that's something we're going to have to, we're not going to be moving twin beds and making decisions about his bedroom every day. Like that's not going to be an everyday thing. We've got to do it to get over this hump and get us settled. And then we'll cross smaller bridges as they come up, but I don't, it won't be so much as this has been. And the other thing um is just any with Parkinson's, like anytime we go anywhere new, like I, I've told you before he does that thing called um freezing. It's called freezing. Um where like he'll be walking and like in the middle of the hall and just totally stop. Dead stop. And I'm like, are you okay, babe? Are you okay? And he's like, yeah, I don't know. Like my legs just stopped, and I did. I keep. I want to keep going, but my legs stopped. So it is an actual thing in Parkinson's that happens, and it happens more frequently if if you're in the space that's familiar to you. Um, it. it you know, I think he does a lot better, and I think that's a Parkinson's thing. When you go to new places and all that, like I think it's it's just it's a, it's a lot harder than just staying home. I guess that's what I'm trying to say in a really long roundabout way. So once we get him settled in and this, this house is going to work so much better and he'll get accustomed to it and we'll get, we'll get settled and things will be better. Um, you know, I've talked about this before, but, um, when I've faced grief, grief is crazy stuff. I mean, um, like I I used before. I really faced grief. I just thought um, grief was like the absence of somebody, you know, the absence and the loss of something. But for me, grief is that. But it is also the presence of grief. I mean. You have that missing part, but grief is a thing that comes in. It's not just a hole. It's not a vacancy where the thing that you've lost is gone. It is that plus this thing (laughs) that is a thing this grief. And, um, and I know I've said this, this is just for me. This is how it, how it is for me. Um, and I know I've said this before, um, About pain. Like you can, when you have emotional pain in life and grief, I believe, at least for me, you cannot heal until you feel the feelings. You can put them off for a really long time. You can drink vodka and pretend they don't exist, but they don't go away. You cannot go under them. You cannot go over them. You cannot go around them. The the closest thing you can do to not feeling them is postponing them, but you're never healing. So what I've learned the hard way as un, I mean, as crazy as this sounds pain, like emotional pain is healing. And it's in a way a gift because it's progress. And when I've, struggled with grief before i used to just feel like oh my god i would like have to pull the car over and sit in the grocery store parking lot and cry my eyes out i'm such a mess and i'm never going to pull myself back together that's how i used to get it and then once i learned about myself in grief more is i started to realize okay you know what you have every right to feel the way you're feeling and the thing that you've lost or are losing has deserves you to feel that way about it. And you you cry the tears, feel the hurt and you won't feel that hurt again. And those tears are shed. And that's part of, it's not just this ongoing pain and grief. Like that's actually part of the healing process. So it's progress. So It made me feel like instead of feeling like weak and broken, I felt like, okay, no, you know what? Actually, you're strong as heck and you're, you're, this is part of the process. You're doing the work and you're, you're not going to cry those tears again. And it's actually a gift from God that we can, because that means we're healing. So like, it's actually progress. So pain in my mind, I mean, you know, it's all head games with self, but like for me, pain equals progress. And it means we're pushing through that pain and we can heal. And that's a wonderful thing. Um, And it also means like the thing that we're grieving deserves that. It kind of gives it value in our heads and hearts, I guess a little bit. Okay. So that's... I wasn't going to talk all that long. And I don't even, y'all, I don't even know what I've been talking about. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to say one other thing. I've said this before in my life. Y'all have heard me say it. Sometimes I feel like God asks too much. And I can feel angry about it. Or not even angry, but just like, really, another thing. Seriously, like, I'm trying so freaking hard. Another thing, like, how can there be more? What the hell? I mean, I occasionally said cuss words to God, and and He understands. Listen, it's His fault. He's making me cuss (laughs) because. I get to this breaking point. Sometimes I don't, I haven't broken. I'm not breaking, but that point where I'm like, seriously, you know how hard I'm trying. I am hanging on by a thread. I'm fighting for my life and there's more. I don't get it. Like what, why don't you think you have my attention? You have my attention or I wouldn't be talking to you. So what can I do? What am I doing? What am I not doing? Why? Why? Are you asking so much? Can I just have a freaking minute? I'm trying so hard. And I promise you, I know I've told you all this before. That's I've really had only a handful of those work, those times, mainly I'd say since I've been in recovery, when I just feel like, please just cut me some slack on something. Um, and every time, and I've told you all this, every time that happens, and I really get to the point where I'm like angry at God and just sort of like close to feeling like giving up. I don't even know what it means to actually give up. And what does that actually mean? If somebody says, it's so great, you're not giving up. Like I would like, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> don't tell me because I might try it. That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, but what was my point? Y'all, I'm so tired and I'm so fried. (laughs) I can't give up, but my brain just gave up. Now, what I was going to say is when I feel like I'm going to give up and almost kind of at my max point and I ask God those questions within 48 hours, something happens like that is a bigger blessing than I would have ever even asked. And it's usually when I've just said to God, like, okay, look, you're asking too much. Like uh, this is just too, too much. And I can't meet you here. I can't, I can't sustain this. Um, I just, I just don't think it's fair for you to ask so much. I just need a minute. I promise you, he hears, he hears me. And I'm not talking even about I'm not talking about it being something huge or major, but it's just one of those things where I can see that it's God's way of saying, like, I'm still here and I hear you and I'm here and I've got you and you've got this. And um, sometimes it's been really big stuff. um, But just in the last few days with this move, feeling this way, um, you know, I know people... Like for me, my AA meeting is going to exercise, and truthfully, in the move, and y'all know this because I've talked about it. Like how I I love solid core and bar, and um, that's been such a like it, because it's such an important important thing. And I mean, I go every day, and it's like a it key. I swear, it keeps it has saved my life. Like it's been it's a lifeline for me in hard times. Um. And it kind of keeps my head above water. And so it feels for me oftentimes like it's like my AA meeting. Like it is it is my lifeline. And so I have really genuinely one of my biggest stressors over moving was leaving SodCore and Bar. And like that was such a good thing for me and trying to replace it here. And there's not a SodCore. And like I, I, it felt that scared me a little bit. Um, and so, I mean, I know even John's like, babe, the, the movers are coming. We literally just got here and I'm like, okay, but I don't care because I'm going to find an exercise class and maybe it's not even the one where I stay, but I need to be in pursuit of that because until I find that I'm not going to really feel settled. Um, and Emily had told me about that, um, place called the booty shop that looks so cute and has all these, kind of mix of fun classes. And so I finally was just on like right I think the night before we moved down here I thought I'm going to just sign I'm go- I've got to line up a class. I just I need to find my meeting. Um and I had the best time going to that class. Um and of course I felt a thousand times better, but mostly a couple friends from Instagram um we're like, well, we'll come too. I just moved more, a follower, Morgan, um, had just moved here from St. Petersburg and is a nurse and hasn't quite started her job yet and doesn't know anybody. So she came and now we're like workout buddies. And it's like, we, we've, you know, I've been going every day and she's been going every day. And, um, and I've just really enjoyed all that. And so I have felt like, okay, that's like, God's way of saying everything's going to be okay. And, um, maybe not, but it feels like it. (laughs) And so that's been a real serious blessing and that kind of helps balance out the other hard stuff. Um, okay. I'm rambling and I'm sorry, but I do feel better kind of getting y'all caught up on everything and getting this a little bit off my chest. And, um, Next week we'll be on time. Cross my heart because this is a a a u- unique month, um, but it's going to be a good month. And it's going to be it's kind of like Hump Day. It's kind of like in the middle of twenty twenty. It's twenty twenty Hump Day, and we're kind of getting over the hump. So that's a good thing <laughs> for the year that feels like a decade. So we're just all hanging in there right? And we're hanging in there together. So just remember this week when she happens, we got this. <laughs> <laughs>